this is um, Comic Picks by The Glick. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm Jason Glick, and I'm your host. He's the one the podcast named after, actually. Yes. Not his father, but... <laughs> but me. Him. Okay, so, sir, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good, John. Great. Um, great. Yeah, I it's like, right... you that I actually purchased a full membership, uh, or in other words, I bought full admission for PMX that's coming up, just, just as a side note. Okay, I mean... You know, I I have nothing against PMX, but you know, it's like in the last couple of years I was there, it was kind of like, you know, this is nice, but I could I could really be doing something better with my time. Yeah. Well, I bought it when it was like thirty bucks, so I don't think that I, I was. <laughs> ah. I think I had thirty dollars burning a hole in my pocket, and somehow I saw a Twitter feed or a something from them, and they were like, "Last day to buy it for 30 I'm like, "30 Yeah, okay. I sneeze thirty dollars every now and then, so okay, I'll just buy it. I don't even yeah, so know when I want to go, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> well, this is like so. What is that? That's just like the pa- is that the pass for the weekend? Yeah, that's for the whole thing. Yeah, so Saturday, Saturday and Sunday at the uh, um, LAX Hilton, or at least wherever they're holding it this year, because LAX Hilton. Uh, okay, that's that, that's where it was the last time I went, and you know it's it's a very intimate con, you know, because I mean, like, I have nothing against. It. I mean, I, no. not that I dislike PMX, but it's just you know, it's like. I don't know, it's like, I can't can't go there to buy stuff because the dealer's room is 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 kind of for kind of for crap. I mean, it's, small, it's yeah. not it's big enough to have like you know a little something for everything, but you're only yeah you're only gonna get like store, like store selling like the newest stuff. You're not gonna have anyone selling like you know giving off for like really good deals like half off bins or just like really old like old rare stuff. Yeah. And um, and let's see, that's it. That's what I was there. I think they held like one live action live action movie movie room, and um, it was yeah it was just a really Really, like, just really small, small con. Like I was, like, it's like the second year it was at the LAX Hilton, and I remember like that year, first year at the LAX Hilton, they had like the entire like um, basement, uh, like um, cordon off for like the dealers' room. Then the year after that, they moved it upstairs, and they had like half as much space. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm talking about here. I went the first year; it was you know like they were alive. So yeah, um, the one they had it at Anaheim, where AX was. Yeah, right, 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 and it was small, way too small for uh, you know Anima- Anaheim Convention Center. So yeah, yeah, it was it was basically cavernous. Yeah, it was hugely cavernous. Um, you know, this would be my second. Yeah. I think this is my second visit. Um, so, eh, you know, I'm still trying to decide what day. You know, report will be forthcoming. I'll try to pick some of the good ones. Or if you guys hear of anything, I'll, I'll well, go on gonna, that. If you if you're gonna coordinate, coordinate your plans to go, you're gonna want to talk to Tara and Michael because they they've been going every year because like um, PMX does have a, have a very strong lowly contingent, and you know Tara's all about the um, lowly fashions. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yep, yep. So what do you have for us tonight again? All right. Well, this time I'm going to the um, world of web comics. Now, I don't, World of Warcraft? Don't, what? World of web comics. Oh, you know, comics the are published w- on the web. W- you know, because <laughs> you know it's like is well, like while well, everyone used to do daily strips on like in print, like that's like really on its way out in a in, in a sad, sad and decaying fashion as pos- possible. But but for years now, it's like all the cr- cr- all the best, most creative stuff has been been on the web. I mean, you've got you've got your um. Cr- you got your crazy um, Weeboo Japanese antics on Mega Tokyo, which I really can't give a shit about. VG Cats, which which for a while was a really spot on savage video game satire, but now just seems to have like come to its its uh, creators writers block. Um, Penny Arcade, which is still 
fantastically going strong, and it's like, and still something. One of the few comics I read every, it's like, like every every update along with um something positive and um and the order of the stick, um, and also um Schlock Mercenary, which I've been meaning to get back into reading on a daily basis, but it's just a great funny science fiction um series that I used um to read a lot of different web comics, but I kind of fell out of it. Oh, yeah, like which it. ones? Oh well, um, the one only one that I uh, watch, uh, watch, <laughs> read currently is XKCD. Um, oh yes, and, and I, uh, I, I can't, I can't be without my dose of that. But I used to, I used to read, um, I used to read Penny Arcade, um, you know, pretty religiously, and then I kind of fell out of it. Um, every now and then, though, somebody will come up to me, "Oh, did you read Penny Arcade?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, and I'll like, read it." <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that, and there was another one called General Protection Fault, more of a geeky kind of... Oh, yeah, I read that for a while, too, and eventually it just, I don't know, it's like, for me, it just kind of, it kind of lost me after, after a certain point. Well, I wouldn't say it lost me, it just kind of fizzled a bit, because they started getting a little crazy, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, and there are other ones that I'm definitely forgetting to mention, because I've forgotten them to time. But the yeah. ones, you know XKCD and the other ones I I remember quite fondly though. So and I do love VG Cats. That was awesome. But that he he, he makes one every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, and like you know, it's like well the guys he's he actually says he's got a, a book in the works for for later this year. Um, I, that I, that'll definitely be worth picking up. The problem is like usually where um he was like it, it they, these comics would always be worth the wait. Now it just Kind of feels like he's like I don't know. Like he, either he's completely lost lost passion for doing this, or he's just you know just just just, just phoning it in with with these with these ones that he does like once every month if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, but, it's interesting because you know web comics. I hate to divulge your topic here, but no, go on. Pretty much the same, but web comics. You know. Um, they don't rely on anybody, to be honest with you. Oh, there was Perry Bible Fellowship. I love that one too. Um, but that they stopped yeah. doing it too. Then um, what I was going to say is, is that um, I believe that if you had a regular comic, that you were, um, you know, you wasn't there, uh, wasn't there like a an association or a union, and then they just get themselves. In uh, there, are, there are like certain like collect collectives and um, like and, like umbrella groups like. I mean, there's like blank label. There was Keen Spot for for the longest time. Right, but, but my bottom point, bottom line point would have been that there's no one to represent them. They're not. Most people that make web comics aren't doing it for the buck. Yeah, it's like they, they are kind of like doing it for like maybe doing it for their pat, like for like the passion. Like they like they put comics out there and let people consume them. I mean, that's that's kind of what Tycho has said all, said about um like what how Penny Arcade, that's how Penny Arcade works, and they were and the funny thing is with that is that with Penny Arcade like I mean I've read this in the in their books I've heard it from the guys themselves that they were just like you know just doing this like hand to mouth for a while. I mean they had like the do- donation bar, the donation tab just to you know try and um. Right. Just to try and make you know, um, buy groceries for the month, and then um, then they met up with um, Robert Koo, a businessman, and he's since become a an integral part of their of their like their um com- of their comic and their like and their business because like he's basically a businessman who figured, you know what? Hey, I figured you guys can actually make money doing this, and in order to help you, I'm willing to I'm go ahead and work 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 with work with you for free until that happens, and and w- after they started working with him, I mean. Like, you want the 
I wouldn't say it had any impact on the comic, but now like Penny Arcade is is a huge brand. I mean, you've got yeah. you got the apparel, you've got games, you've got the Expo Expo on two coasts now. And ESRB I mean, actually hired them to do custom artwork, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's like that's you know, that's the thing. Penny Arcade, I mean, they don't have they, they they eventually stopped taking donations when they actually were able to like, you know just start making real money, just you know um, doing the comic. I mean, and, and this is also the ads they put on their on their site. I mean, it's like, like they're probably kind of like the exemplar for how to make, for how to make money doing this stuff. And they've, and God knows they've, they've um, riled a few people like, like Scott McCloud, who was, uh, I should remember what his, I mean, like, like he's, he was a um, big advocate for microtransactions, you know, making, like paying uh, money, like, um, just like paying like small amounts of money, like 25 cents, just like, like for upkeep costs yeah. for people to, um, to view their, um, um, people view their comics. I mean, like, there was one collective that I wish I could remember their name that um that was big on this for a while. They had um Shannon Garrity's Narbonic under there, which I heard was which you know was really quite good, but um but really um it's like the the pro the inherent problem with with that kind of model that pay that paying model is that you know if you're going to charge um people to, to to watch to view your comic. It's got to be better than what you're getting for free. It has, yeah. and so exactly right. I agree. Yeah, and and so like that's the problem is like when you're you have, when you're competing against you're competing against Penny Arcade, you're competing against something positive. You're competing against the Order of the Stick. You are competing against Girl Genius, mm-hmm. which is which I will be talking about very very shortly. But that's the inherent flaw in the whole micropayment thing. Like I'm I love like a lot of a lot of these series enough to um oh including um like Shock Mercenary, which I also have the books for. Um, like to bot, go out and keep buying their books. Like I've got all the Penny Arcade books. I need to get the most recent Schlock Mercenary book because that one just came out um, a couple months back. But um, I, but the thing is, like uh, Ty, um, Tycho said in his webcomics manifesto for um, the first volume of Penny Arcade was that basically like, hey, you know, it's like if you like if you do this um, long, like if you do this long enough, if you if you're passionate enough about it and you're good enough, like people will want to support you, and that's you know that's the vibe that that really is kind of like what um I, I feel what it is like that's 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 really true. I mean, of course, it helps to have like to actually like be a good businessman as well. And well, yeah. And I also keep forgetting like you know Scott Kurtz for Player versus Player because like I've got a couple of his books. Red hit that for a while. Just kind of fell off when I sh- switched jobs and didn't have as much time to read on web comics um, on my work computer. So. But what you're saying is essentially <laughs> endurance is the key. Yeah, endurance, in, endurance, and really, to be honest, being really fucking good for a really fucking long time. That's that's the core of things. I mean, like, I think Pain Arcade is you know, just as vital to read now as it is as it was back in the day. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the key here. But yep. today I'm talking about one series that you know started that started off as a periodic comic and then shifted to the web comic model. This is it's called Girl Genius by Phil and Kaja Foglio. Um, they were now. There, uh, Phil is a is a comics artist who's been who's worked worked like doing all sorts of, like odd jobs for like for, D, for DC and like various independent publications for years. And then uh, he and his wife basically started um like like self publishing their own their own work. Um, girl Girl Genius. Now, the short version is it's about this um girl um Agatha Heterodyne. She starts off as your standard you know help helpless um helpless and competent um lab lab assistant. She she wants to like I mean, she, 
like she, she wants to do a, she wants to be like a, a brilliant scientist like everyone else in like at the at the university at the university of mechanic um at, at the university but the thing is like everything she works like abs- like always ends ends in disaster now thing now the thing is though is that we we soon find out that she that turns out that she that she is not that well she fairly, she's that that her whole life has been basically huge a huge lie in order to protect herself protect herself from the outside forces who would seek to use her because okay because she's not known as Agatha Heterodyne she's originally known as Agatha Clay because the Heterodynes are a are a long long the family of mad scientists with the spark now the spark in this world is basically a sign of mad of mad scientistism this is the kind of thing that basically um like has people like you know cr- like going on to create like wonderful things like the uh, like the you know like the iPod and the iPad and uh, and all sorts of great things and um but there are all these great, crazy things like you know like oh let, hey you know what let's there's this there's this dead body right here maybe I can reanimate it and bring it back to life and then I can make even more and I create an army to take over the world ha they laughed at me before but now they won't laugh anymore see that's the kind of thing that um that where, where a lot of um bad sparks go and but um but the heterodynes they were all for years, there were some of the like worst, most vin- most craziest um, like scientists out there. Until until the, the next most recent line, um, the, the brothers, um, William and Barry, wound up um, going around the world and just basically redeeming the the, the Herodine name, saving like um, making the world safer for everyone and having lots of great adventures in the process. Agatha is Agatha is William's son, but she's but she's had to go under the name of Clay for years in order to hide her legacy from those who would seek seek to use her. These include, in no particular order, um, like Klaus Wolfenbach, the head of the head of the Empire that's currently currently overseeing um, Europe. Um, her uh, the uh, spirit of her um, her uh, I okay, this is kind of hard to articulate because her mother was a was it also an evil spark, but then she decided to hook up with her with with um. Let's see with Will with William with William Heterodyne then decided to go oh you know I think I'll try being good for a while but it turned but in for reasons that I am not um, entirely clear on she's apparently like left several copies of herself around the world you know trying to um like bring her evil self back so it's that's kind of confusing but I'll go into that that later um um Klaus's son Gil who was madly in love with her um Othar Trig- Trigvason who was a gentleman adventurer. And at first wants to kill her, but now wants to, now wants to save her. And also, also Cross, king, king of the cats, who you know he's a genetically engineered construct to be to be the king of the cats, which he was. But the problem is, you know, it's like being the king of the cats. You know, it's like yeah, it's like it's kind of being like the tallest midget. I mean, like yeah, you can tell them to do stuff, but five seconds later they've forgotten and are chasing and are chasing the, um are chasing um rats or something. So, so basically, like it's. I mean the, the whole the whole first arc of the series, which basically encompasses volume volumes one through three, is basically Agatha coming into her own, finding out about her her legacy, and, and essentially finding out that no, she actually does have the spark, not just any kind of spark. She's one. She's going to be one of the greatest. I mean, it's the series is basically like a real hero's journey in the sense that she's she's basically you can tell that she's destined to change to change change the world, if not save it. But seeing her come come into her own. Come into her own and basically, um, like finally, like start to take control of her life and have good things happen to her, is is true is truly engaging. And then this, and then you've got the sec, 
second arc, which basically has her um, hooking up with a with a group of um, it's a group of traveling performers who are also sparks, but they're they kind of they hide their um, sparkness in order to um, see a um, Wolfenbach's um, um, eye because the thing is like well, Wolfenbach, he's basically a kind of like a means justify the ends kind of guy in order, terms of keeping control. I mean, like, he's kind of like everyone else is such a goddamn idiot, so I might as well just go ahead and take over the world to make sure, like make sure everything functions functions correctly. That's that's how um how how Klaus Wolf, Wolfenbach rolls. Um, his son Gil doesn't quite see things that that way, even though there's a beautiful moment, and I think volume seven or so, where um, Gil realizes, holy crap, this is kind of like how my, where he he basically um he's trying to fend off this huge assault on the city of Mechanicsburg, and he's astounded at the stupidity of the people attacking him, and realizes like you idiots, like wait, this is far how my dad feels all the time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment, and the thing is. What really keeps the, uh, the series readable for for the, like for the longest time is just the the sense of humor that the um, that the Foglios demonstrate in, in order in order in the course of the series. I mean, you've got like just like just like their throw their throwaway um, random bits like like the Spark who's a vampire hunter, Spark who can create calming pies, um, like these these kind of bits, and as well as like their their plans to just like solve. So, like solve any kind of thing, and these random bits are like are are more often not funnier than like most other most other comics like um intentionally humorous bits. I mean, just seeing all these like all these people who with all their mad scientist quirks, um like thrown together and just like the uh what especially in volume like I think it's volume no volume nine when when Agatha and um Gil are trying to work together in order to save this one of the guy, they realize well you know it'd just be easier to go ahead and just kill this guy and bring him back to life. Oh, okay. That's the kind of humor that we're that we're going at here. I mean, it's 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 blatantly absur- absurd, but not not without a cert- certain warped logic. And it's also it's also full of like of like um really of um great great supporting characters. Because while Agatha is certainly worth building a series around, it's fun. It's still fun to watch the relationship between her her and Gil evolve. Because like, well, you can tell that eventually they're going to wind up together, but that road is like going to be like rocky as all hell. But it's still hard not to like, you know, um, get a Gil's father. At least, okay, I like Klaus because like I because I like his, you know, um, I, I like his. I mean, the guy's got the right idea, even if he's you know a bit more vi- violent, and merciless than um than needs to be. I mean, Cro- Cross was great because you know I love. Like I'm, I'm a huge cat person, and like hearing and hearing one talk about how being the, em- the problems of being an emperor of the cats, and then you've got the the Jaeger monsters, like the uh, like the henchmen of the Heterodynes, who um, speaking this like crazy like crazy Germanic ac- accent that's fun to sound out. I mean that's oh that's another thing I like about the series because it's I mean just like you can hear the characters' voices like in the dialogue with the Foglios write. I mean it's that's that's a sign of great. Great comics writing. We can like literally hear how their voices sound in your head, and also, um, oh, and also Phil's art because Phil, I mean, this guy draws like some of the greatest, most expressive cartoon art that you'll that you'll see. I mean, this, I, like, I, I, it's hard for me to say that it's it's brilliantly ex- expressive, wondrously detailed, but really the best way I can I can say to describe this to you is that when I was reading this this series at work. Um, people would um like pass by me and look and go, hey, you know that looks nice. So I mean that like just random people, people who generally don't have interest in comics, like commenting on how nice it looks. I mean that's that's how good this stuff is. Now, 
that being said, you know, like I said, um, I really like this series, but it also there's also an issue with it as well, and you can spot this as the series goes on because let's see, up until around volume, uh, let's see, volume five, um, the series was published as, sing- as single issues. Now that means you get comic book style pacing. So with that, you um, get. I mean, it's like you, you can you can basically spot the scenes where the seams where uh, each each issue ends and you've got like cliffhanger and then it goes on right to the next one. Then it's then it switches over to um, you know being a webcomic and and um, Girl Genius you know it's published every um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, th- three times a week. So basically, it the pacing starts to go a bit wonky, for lack of a better word. I mean, like because like with webcomics, I mean, like you've got to make especially like with um. Like with um, sorry, stuff like Penny Arcade, stuff like you know something positive. I mean, even if they are part of a larger story, okay, with something positive and um, Shock Mercenary, there still has to be you know that, that kind of like a sense of completeness in and of itself. I mean, each kind of strip has to be kind of like a, like a gag unto itself. So, so I mean, like on one hand, like you've got that that sense of completeness, that that sense of satisfaction from seeing that one you know that one strip right there. But then you've also got you're also telling an underlying story as well. Now. That's now the thing is like with the um in round volume six, which is when the second arc ends, and they started doing this as a web webcomic. You can see that they think the pacing started to like stretch out, stretch out more. I mean, they started like giving more more time over to how things how things um played played out, and um you know that, that was that wasn't so bad. And then and now I'm not necessarily like saying how things um turn out from volume seven through ten is bad. But here's the here's the thing, because basically volume seven through ten are still one arc, and it's still ongoing. So basically, at this time, we are talking about a story that has been going on for, you know, at least four years. One arc, four years. I mean, like that. I'm pretty sure, like, um, like, uh, like this guy, like the Shonen Jump people in Japan, even. Don't don't let arcs run for that time. I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't think even Kentaro Miura would be crazy enough to let a story run for that long. But so that's that's the thing. I mean, even with all like the great the great comic bits, the great character development, that's still kind of wearying. Because like I mean, like I'm reading volume as I was reading volume ten yesterday. I'm reading. I'm realizing. Wait, this this volume isn't it's, this volume isn't going to conclude this this particular arc. This is going to go on for another volume. At least, so it's so. So when you're kind of like, I mean, you're you, there's that kind of frustration, you know, that, that kind of feeling like, oh, well, you know, it's like, come on, it's been four years already. Come on, do I can't you can't can't you just like start wrapping this up now? Yeah, but you know, it's like it's. I'm still willing to give it willing to give it time. I still want to. I'm still I'm still enthralled by the. The characters and and like even, and the mysteries though well let's say I certainly hope we get answers to some of them um soon like this is the the um, made mysterious um abilities of the of um of Axel Higgins um thir- the uh of the the of the Wolfenbach um airship airship crew because he's got he the guy's got the guy's got secrets up the wazoo I mean he's obviously a key player but you know he's just so nonchalant and calm that. You know he's not going to tell anyone why. So, but I mean stuff like that. I mean, like I said, even though it's it's frustrating that this is this has been drawn out for so long. I mean, four years. Uh, 
anyway, I mean, anyway, but if I mean, if this is going to be like the this is meant to be like a climactic um, arc of the series, which I kind of don't feel because I feel that there's they've been setting up enough stuff outside of it for for them to like keep going. But if this is, but I'd you know, it's like I just like 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 some idea like like where where they're going. Where they're going with this? Maybe I should start. Maybe I should start reading it online instead of so just buying the uh, buying the trade paperbacks once a year from the Foglios at at their booth at Comic Con. Because if you want to, you can go see them. You can buy a copy. They'll sign it for you. They're great people. So, like I said, Girl Genius, great series. Volumes one through three, and um, four through six, complete stories. Volumes seven through ten, still working a work in progress, but still but still quite entertaining in and of themselves. Yeah, and okay, and on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night. And I see I chance start with all the stuff that's been um, arriving the last couple of days. I'll have plenty more stuff to talk about, but um, but it actually, but chance start for the next week or so. I'll I'll be busy with um, Batman: Arkham City, which you know, like if it's as good as I've heard, then yeah, then yeah, it's like that. There's a, there's a reason we're recording this on Monday so that I can spend all all of Tuesday evening playing it. Tuesday? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking Tuesday off. That's. It's. It's temp. It's tempting, but no. It's like I'm. I always say. I always um use my time off. I always burn off my time during um Christmas break. But um this. But no. Yeah. But for Arkham City, Arkham City, I just want the entire. I just want like a nice solid night to like, you know get through the installed data, install the Catwoman content, and then just you know dig into it. It's like all the the reviews I've heard so far would have been. Absolutely glowing. Said it's even better than Arkham Asylum, and God no. And if, if that's true, then wow. It's so like I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'll be digging. I'll be digging into that. And then on that note, we're gonna call it night, everyone. Talk to you in two weeks. All right. See you later.